Gas prices aren't down because of Biden. It's due to plummeting demand because people can't afford it. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Thanks, John. Why is it that over the last couple months, President Biden has been so much tougher on Russia than he is on China? I wouldn't agree with the premise of the question, uh, Peter. Well, I think just uh, when Russia was getting aggressive around Ukraine, the president was out every couple days telling Putin, don't do it. And now China is getting aggressive around Taiwan, and we're not hearing anything like that from the president. Oh, beg to differ. We've been standing up here for almost a week, Peter, talking about uh, uh, our concerns about uh, what China was preparing to do. We put out uh, uh, declassified information that we saw what, what the Chinese playbook was going to be. Uh, look, I stood at another podium uh, a lot long ago, and much of the same way we we uh, reacted then, we're reacting now in terms of being honest and transparent about what's going on and calling it out for what it is. Well, I don't think you have though. I mean, you honest and transparent has kind of been you've kind of been all over the board with this stuff because at first it was you know we're going to have this strategic ambiguity and then it's now it's like you're acting like the taiwan relations act doesn't even exist etc etc happy friday to you all dana lash here with you this first hour of our program chapter and verse over at substack and you can find us on facebook at official dana lash as well as youtube etc so two big things to make sure that we get you set up on this as we roll into the weekend. First and foremost is uh, the situation with China. They've decided to uh, withdraw. Well, they demand talks with an ambassador. Pelosi's been sanctioned. Some other people have been sanctioned, etc. And they've cut ties. They've, they've cut dialogue. They've severed cooperation with the U.S. in retaliation for her, quote, vicious and, quote, provocative trip okay and they said that i mean they legit fired 11 ballistic missiles over the island on thursday but everybody else is escalating get bent you damn communists they they're the ones everyone else is escalating but they're the ones who legit fired 11 missiles so 
And they're enraged. They're enraged. So you have the USS Ronald Reagan aircraft carrier. Their whole strike group's over there. They moved into East China from Philippine Seas. They are based in Japan. Uh, Blinken said that the missile launches were a significant escalation. The U.S., we were supposed to have this test of the Minuteman 3 intercontinental ballistic missile, but we've paused it because the same communist regime that was upset over Winnie the Pooh is upset by a lawmaker visiting Taiwan, uh, visiting Taiwan, stopping into Taipei, in keeping with the Taiwan Relations Act passed in 1979, and further, Taiwanese travel, travel to Taiwan, as per the law that was signed by Trump in 2016. Kane says that Biden must be getting more money from China than Russia. <clears throat> I, I would probably, seems like it, doesn't it? It seems like it. I'm just, you know. So we have this, and then we also have this situation with the economic numbers and then we also have well kirsten cinema has caved and she's backed the big tax horrible inflation garbage and i'm trying to trying to break down this what they think it's how i mean why they think this is going to be better so this cinema agreed to the climate and tax deal so now they can apparently they're going to take the first votes on this saturday she was the last holdout, and now it's going to move forward. It's going to pass probably. It'll pass by next week. By Wednesday next week, it'll pass. And so the agreement that she got from them, they're, they're dropping a $14 billion tax increase on hedge fund and equity executives, and they're changing the structure of that book tax, the 15% minimum tax on corporations. I don't know. What do you mean changing the structure? We don't have any particulars. Nobody knows. They're going to hurry the hell up and pass it, even though it's going to be pages of new legislation that no one's read. So she said, well, if they can sign off, the Senate's top rules official signs off on it and you get those two concessions, then I'll support it. So she support, she's a Democrat. At the end of the day, everybody gets so excited. But guys, that excitement can only stretch so far because you got to look at the letter after the name. So we're going to double the size of the IRS and y'all are going to get targeted. I bet you, I guarantee you that you will know uh, at least two people that will be audited. Oh, I'm positive that's going to happen. Oh, dude, they're going to come after us so hard. So it is, um, wow, it's going to happen. Now, we're also, it's going to be, a, it's going to be, yeah, they're going to audit the middle class. They're going to audit the middle class into, into nothingness is what's going to happen. The $80 billion boost. Then they act like, oh, we're only going after wealthy tax cheats. Like Biden? No, way. No, no, you're not. Because all of this is designed and structured to go after middle class people. I mean, we've gone over this six ways to Sunday. We, we talked about it heavily the last couple of days. They think, oh, we're going to get a $124 a billion dollars in extra revenue. Like, what, why do you need? We have, we have a record amount of revenue coming in already. That is not the issue. It is not the issue. The issue is you can't stop spending our money. That's it. That's the, that's the problem. I mean, think of this. And by the way, 
there was a, a poll from The Economist that, that was conducted July 30th to August 2nd. Only 12% of people actually think this bill is going to do anything to, to reduce inflation. In fact, uh, a plurality at 36 say it's going to increase it. Of course it is. They looked at fit, they surveyed 1,500 people. I mean, the it, it's it's no one no one believes that this is going to work. The federal government spent trillions of dollars in 2020, and inflation we didn't have inflation, but we didn't have the. I mean, when you look at the pandemic, the everybody got a, everybody locked down. People chose to not work because they were paid to not work. They chose to not spend money and they were physically prevented in many instances from even going to work. And so you had all these aid packages for businesses, et cetera, et cetera. And everyone thought, okay, well, you know, we'll, 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 we have time for the recovery. Uh, the economy is going to come back and uh, you know, it'll, it will at least, you know, kind of, you know, mitigate some of this long-term damage. And then we had this big GDP drop, like the biggest in, in, uh, modern American history, I think. And that was the second quarter of 2021. Then, now, here we had things kind of starting to level out as we rolled into 2020. So when when did that change? What happened? Well, let's look. That $1.9 trillion quote-unquote American Rescue Plan that was signed in March of 2021. The economy was already going into recovery in March of 2021. The last thing that we needed was a big, giant bunch of spending. $1.9 trillion. Just imagine that money. That's, well, as Kane, yeah, Kane says it was the inflation guarantee bill. Of course it was. Of course it was. So we decided, you know what? Yeah, we're just now starting to get back into a more robust economy. Let's throw physical discipline into the garbage. Let's just go. And that's what happened. And so we, like we, when you, it, it's just destroying the value of, of the dollar. So it was not, and we had re- record revenue coming in. The U.S. federal debt, as uh, so far as it is a share of the GDP, is 100%. Up from 35% 12 years ago. Oh my gosh. Now we, there was a great, um, there's a couple of, of folks that have been saying, this is what you need to do. Aaron Hedlund, had, he's the chief economist at Show Me Institute. He was saying, look, you, you can't wait for, pa- you can't wait passively for inflation to fall. The Federal Reserve has to bring it back under control. Regardless of the short-term pain involved in raising rates, federal officials should stop pointing the finger of blame at price gouging and corporate greed, which is nonsense, he writes. In the chain of causation, they need to get serious about changing their own thinking and behavior. Cut back on unaffordable entitlement programs. Stop trying to pick winners and losers. Curtail their own power. And then he said, you have to have a pro-growth agenda that reduces debt to GDP by increasing the denominator. And that's achieved through supply-side reforms. It encourages work. It encourages any in energy production and innovation. You know, they keep they keep acting like this huge... Big job number that we held, the jobs numbers, it's so great. No, because when you, the, the number, the workforce participa- participation rate is, is lower because people are taking second jobs because the wages, you're cutting the value of what they're earning in half. 
This is going to be a nightmare. First vote, let me pull this up. First vote, this is a hill, is set up for Saturday on the Schumer Mansion deal now. So what's going to happen is they're going to convene. They'll vote at noon, roughly. It's because they got that's all the procedural votes. Then they have to proceed on the reconciliation legislation Saturday afternoon, and then they'll debate it, and then they'll have a whole bunch of open-ended votes. It's a, a voterama before they have their final up or down vote. And that's expected Sunday or Monday. So it's going to pass. And we're all going to get screwed. The economy is about to get super crappier, if you can believe it. It's going to happen. I hate saying it, but it's going to happen. I mean, it's... And you're, you're cutting people's money. And you're cutting their dollar in half. And it's still... It's just going to get worse. And cinema allowed for it to happen. We don't even know how the structure is going to... No, does, nobody knows how this, that structure is going to change. And that book tax... That, um, man, this is something that's guaranteed to hit, I mean, really way much more than just the people that they say. It's that book minimum tax. It's raising, I mean, what, 10 years, uh, and it's not, you're going to have, well, the coal industry, uh, you have Joe Manchin, we talked about this earlier in the week, he's just screwing over his own industry. But you're also getting into so many other things. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's hitting everything. Recreation, construction materials, everything. This is going to be a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. The Tax Foundation had a really good analysis of it. And how it's not, I mean, this, it's, it is inflation guarantee. The coal industry, you're going to see energy prices increase. Everything's going to increase. This is going to get, this is the worst thing you could possibly do, and they're doing it. And all of the coal associations from West Virginia, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and Ohio, they all came out and said, oh my gosh, this is such a nightmare. And we're going to be behind communist China in the 5G race. This is major, major tax hikes. And we're, and we're going to see price controls through tax hikes. You're going to have the 95% tax on prescription drugs to force price controls. That's what's going to happen. That's, that's in the bill. We're supersizing the IRS. We're doubling the size of the IRS. We're, we're taxing natural gas going into winter. That'll be lovely. Just a disaster. Absolute disaster. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp explains why firing Nancy Pelosi and winning the midterms needs to be our white-hot focus, or 2024 might not even matter. I'm Bill Walton. 
On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Matt and I also discuss how a small number of leftists are ruining our corporations and institutions and why conservative ideas are better because they work and they make us happy. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So, the uh, United States has postponed a missile test that we were supposed to be carrying out. The Minuteman 3 Intercontinental Ballistic Missile, the unarmed Minuteman missile, because China got all butthurt simply because ever since 1979, we've been we've had the ability to have high ranking members of government go and visit Taiwan. And even after that, you had the 2016 Taiwan Travel Act that President Trump signed, so whatever. Uh, But we postponed, it was long planned, because China sent 11 ballistic missiles over. Actually, they think it, some of it went into, what is it, Japan's, their waterways or something, and then some went right over Taiwan. They just had a big fit, and they've been shooting missiles off everywhere because they're morons over in China. And now we've had to pause our test because we didn't want to make them even more upset. Man, I'm telling you what. Uh, this is doesn't sound totally bad. Uh, no cell phones allowed in a new Fort Worth restaurant in here in Texas in the historic the historic Fort Worth stockyards. It's a new it's an Italian restaurant that is banning. You have to lock your cell phones in a bag that won't be unlocked until they walk out the door. What if you have an emergency? Yeah, I don't think so. If you've got kids and your kids are like, you know, mom and dad are having a date night and the kids are back, how the hell do your kids get? No thanks. I mean, I think it's like funny that they're doing that and that's like their little, you know, their little try to get free press. But I think that's actually kind of stupid. So I'm not, I know I'm not mentioning the name because I, I just think it's dumb. What if you have kid? what if you, you know, what if you have your alarm goes off? What if you, what if you have kids that you know need to get a hold of you? Jiminy Christmas. I mean, if people want to go there, that's fine, but I won't be one of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. This uh, Chicago woman stood her ground and killed her would-be robber. Washington Examiner has the story of how uh, on July 29th, uh, four males tried to break into a woman's car and uh, she shot and defended herself lawfully. Stay with us. When you want an affordable, consistent meat option for your family, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers believe there is no quality like American quality and that everyone deserves to know where their meat comes from. Delivering 100% American, never imported meat straight to your door, Good Ranchers products have no added hormones or antibiotics. Cattle are pasture-raised, chickens are free-range, and Good Ranchers farms use the most innovative techniques to ensure every cut of meat hits your table a cut above the rest. The T-bones, burgers, ribeye, and chicken are all some of the best I've had. Everything is hand cut and trimmed, individually vacuum sealed, and flash frozen to ensure superior quality. So right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. Get premium steakhouse quality meat without the premium prices. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and save $30 off your next order plus free express shipping. Eat seriously delicious food from GoodRanchers.com slash Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I know you said that there is not a, a <coughs> call scheduled with she. Is there a reason why? Because President Biden's known him for decades. Yeah. He's got a lot of free time up there in the residence this week. He doesn't have free time. He, he's, Is there a he's, reason he can't he's, just pick up the phone and he's call? He's been working all the way through his illness, quite frankly, Peter. So that's a little bit insulting. And um, as for a it's call, it is. To, to it is. That someone who is isolating by themselves. You suggested he has a lot of free time as if he's not doing anything, and you know that's not the case, Mr. Ducey. Now look, as for a call with President Xi, I don't have anything on the president's schedule to speak to. So Biden tested positive for the seventh straight day for coronavirus. I mean, I can see why Peter Ducey's asking him that. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. I can see why he's asking him that. I mean, he's tested, you know, uh, how many times now? He's had it three times, two times, three times? At least two. And then the test, this is his, again, seven straight days. But he's had all the injections and the uh, everything. Yeah. He says he continues to feel very well. I'm telling you, they're going to keep him in the basement for the next 94 days so he cannot further tank his party ahead of midterms. That's what's going to happen. That's kind of what I think it is. It's weird. Or he's just having more health issues. Because it's... It, I, I mean, I don't know what else... What has he been in his little room doing his uh, video stuff? Is he actually at the White House? Even? I don't know. So that makes sense. I mean, he he does have free time. Nobody knows what the hell he does. He he calls a lit at like, you know, 10 o'clock. And then he's in Delaware every weekend at the beach. So, you know. Um, Who's going to articulate what he is actually doing just to prove that he's busy? Well, he's not I, doing anything, but he does. I haven't heard what he's, he's doing. He's doing things. What are they? Just some stuff. That's <laughs> what he's doing. No, all he's, uh, I mean, I don't, he, he's not, he's not driving this car. We all know this, right? I mean, it's not mean to say that. We just know that he's not. He hasn't, he's, he hasn't hardly said anything about China. It's always, it's been Blinken and everybody else out there saying, and he's, they've been, he, well, like I said, I think he gets his money from China than Russia. He's, hasn't, he's been MIA. 
the definition of weakness. We still don't have that transcript with this call with Xi Jinping. And how crazy is it? They didn't release that transcript, but oh man, Beijing was immediately out there like, we're going to threat. They immediately started threatening and running their mouths right after. (sighs) No, he is going to totally, we're going to be, hell, at this point with this bill, we're we're not going to be in a recession. We're going to be in a depression. The bill that we were talking about that Kristen, Kirsten Cinema has now said that she's she's folded on. Just it absolutely asinine. You got that you have that uh, book tax, the 15 percent corporate minimum tax, the book tax. And it's and, and the idea is that just to recap, the argument that Democrats make is, oh, corporations exploit tax loopholes. It's like the people like Elizabeth Warren, they pay zero income tax every year. Actually, they're using deductions that are totally legal so that they can then turn around and invest in their company to grow their company, hire people, create jobs, make product or provide services. These people have no idea how business works because they've never worked in the private sector. They have no idea. I think that should be a requirement. If you're going to, I mean, I don't care if that might be the one thing I support that kind of, that seems unconstitutional. I think it should be a requirement that you work in the private sector before you ever run for public office. Ever. Ah. It's, it's, and then you're going to have the uh, 95% tax on the prescription drugs. That's going to force price controls. Doubling the size of the IRS. Now, that carried interest, that's the thing that Chris, uh, Kirsten Cinema. first off, two things. The first one is that they said they're restructuring the book tax. I don't even know what that looks, what does that mean, restructuring it? How do you restructure it? How? Is it going to reduce the burden? It's going to kill 27,000 jobs. That's at the start. And that's according to analysis from the Tax Foundation. They released a report in December. In December, they found a 15% book tax is going to just, it's going to take down the GDP by 0.1% and just kill 27,000 jobs. And it's going to worsen supply chain issues. We're going to have a disproportionate burden on a number of industries. Then you got that 95% tax on the drug thing. Uh, the other thing that she said, I think, I haven't seen the language on it because this is all just stuff that we heard that she's agreed to. No one's going to read this damn thing. No one's reading it. You know this. They're going to, they're, they're starting, they're going to take their first votes on it tomorrow. It'll pass by Monday. The carried interest that was what again you have the 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 elizabeth warren what's a loophole that's what it is it's a loophole americans for tax reform had a great piece on this and they were looking at the u.s chamber of commerce center for capital markets competitiveness golly these things have such long names it's raising taxes on carried interest capital gains and that not only is it going to reduce it would reduce jobs you're going to double it would it would i mean at the tune by say reduce jobs i'm being very very mild eliminate 4.9 million jobs pension funds would lose 3 billion a year so that might be the thing that she i i it sounds like they're are they actually dropping it or are they going to do one of those things where we're going to delay the implementation of it? Because a lot of times they'll say they're dropping something and all they do is actually just kick it down the road for 10 years and they're going to delay the implementation. So I don't know. We don't know. We have no clue. None. 
Disaster. Disaster, disaster, disaster. Now, I want to, I know, it's Friday and I feel like I need to lighten it up for you you guys a little bit because it's so heavy. I got some wokery for you. Let me get into the wokery. So first up, college students, this is New York Post. They are, I'm looking at this first off and I'm not seeing it. Do you see this? Look at the story. It's in the prep. It's the, it, it's the one, the phallus one. Woke college students are hurt by the supposedly phallic abstract culture at uh, Imperial College London. Did it fall on them? Sir Anthony Gormley used steel blocks to create his piece called Alert, and it's meant to portray a human squatting, but students think it looks like the first half of Schlong COVID. They, that's what they think. It looks like a Minecraft thing. It looks like a bit, an 8-bit thing. So they're, they're hurt by it. It's the dumbest. They think that there is a, ah, man, if you spend your time looking at a bunch of blocks that have been kind of like shoddily welded together and you're trying to determine if that is a male copulatory organ or not, you might need some more structure in your life. Everyone's hurt by something. Can't, you know. Now, you also have, I saw this over by, Libs of TikTok had this. New York City's Department of Health and Mental Hygiene warned, uh, and this was just uh, yesterday, that, quote, structural racism increases the risk of heat stress for black New Yorkers. Um, They... We're warning of a heat advisory in effect for yesterday and today. And they said that it's expected to be over 100 degrees yesterday and it was in the, it's in the upper 90s today. Now, this is what they, they said. This is from the thing, from the thing, the New York thing. They write, extreme heat is the deadliest type of extreme weather. It can cause hypothermia and worsen existing medical conditions and medical mental health problems. Structural racism and the resulting social and economic inequities increase the risk of heat stress for black New Yorkers. Um, how? You know, can I just... Have you noticed it's been white progressives telling everyone to ditch the AC? Right. How... Um, I don't understand that. Is it, does the, is the sun targeting? No, hear me out. Is it, is it sentient and it's, and it's a bigot and it's targeting black Americans more? I'm, do, I'm curious. I think they're trying to conflate the two, the the, uh, structural racism with poverty in the black community. So they're trying to make those two things a thing so that then this weather then affects them worse, right? Because they're in poor communities that don't have AC and are therefore affected. No, but see. And the reason they're poor is because of structural racism. But see, we were told that ACs are bad and that we shouldn't have them. That's what all these like white progressives out there have told everybody. So I'm... 
I'm curious. This is, this is what they called for, right? Getting a headache trying to make sense of it. Oh my gosh. This is just so, it's just getting so ridiculous. I, I just, you know, speaking of ridiculousness too, and we're going to talk about this more later, the monkeypox uh, epidemic or emergency now. You know, I was thinking about this. Is because they, you, just think of how much everybody, everybody had to be locked down. They couldn't go to funerals, couldn't go to do weddings, uh, anything because of the coronavirus. But we know how monkeypox is spreading. Is that not, if you were going to have a discussion about what is or is not stigmatization, you have people who are purposefully trying to downplay the threat that the virus poses to one segment of the community due to perceived political correctness. Is that not stigmatizing? If we're having a discussion of what is or is not stigmatizing a demo, right? Like you're literally not telling people about a virus that could seriously imperil their health because you don't want people to think something of you. Is that not just born in vanity? I mean, they, because it's gay men, it's gay, it's not just gay dudes, it's promiscuous gay dudes. So it's promiscuity with gay dudes. That is what is driving it. And it's the promiscuity. That's like sent this exploding in San Francisco with the, the fetish fest and all this stuff. You have all these cases. And so now you have Xavier Becerra saying, well, we it's a national emergency or it's a or health emergency or whatever. But they refuse to actually. So, so, so what is the stigma? The stigma seems like it's. They don't want to say anything. And and. If they really believe about bringing awareness to this and stopping the spread of the virus, then why would you not warn the, com- the, the promiscuous members of a community that are, that are driving the spread? Because they're afraid that they would have to give up some political capital by violating this politically correct BS that we have in our society. How vain is that? What cowards? Stop being whores. Very simple. That's all I got to do. Yeah. See, it's super simple. This, did you just do it like that? Golly. All right. So we've got a lot on the way. We've got wokery on the way for you. We've got more economic news that we're going to dive into the jobs numbers too. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market. They innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, personal defense and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting because it's well balanced and thus accurate you can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work the p50 is fun on the range but it's also great for serious home protection to find out more about the p50 and all other Keltec weapons and products check out keltecweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com keltec 
creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Oh, New York Post. I just, just saw this. Eric Adams has asked for photos of city job applicants in an effort to increase diversity. Dude, that legit breaks the law. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> what? What is this? What? What is he doing? Guys, I'm going to announce that we're going to break the law. Well, hell, it's New York. You're not going to get arrested. He's got lax bail law. So to the wayside goes qualifications, and to the front goes looks. I mean, can you imagine going into an operating room and somebody coming in? Stop, stop, stop. Wait a minute. I know this person is about to die, and they they're having, they're, they need immediate, imme- a surgeon to, like a heart attack. They're having a heart attack or something. They need a surgeon to intervene immediately, but hold up. Yes, we have this great qualified surgeon here. He's a dude, though. And he's white. We need, uh, we need a female, preferably a Latina doctor. La- sorry, Latinx doctor. That's what we need. Uh, but what about their... Qual- who cares about their qualifications? And maybe they don't even need to be a doctor. Just look the part. But really, just imagine that... Because this is happening... I mean... The, the whole CRT and the equity and all of this stuff, it needs to be about merit. And also the argument, and this is the unspoken argument, is that minorities can't compete. You're, that's literally the most racist argument that you can make. It's the, what was the phrase, the, the uh, I can't remember, the, lowered, the racism of these lowered expectations. Yeah, I mean, then that's exactly what it is. You're stating that you don't believe that minorities can, t- can, can meet this. Le- oh, my gosh. Like, did you think that on your own or did the clan whisper it to you while you slept? I'm just. Oh, my gosh. I just it blows the mind, this kind of stuff. But it's. So, yeah, he's just going to go break the law. Oh, man. And I saw really quickly two people were hit by lightning near the White House. They, but there are two fatalities. They died. They died from their injuries. They got hit by lightning. You can't say that. I mean, you can, but I'm just, you know, mm. Ugh. anyway, so I, I just be careful walking out there and there. That's one of the things I lightning, quicksand and being on fire. I thought I was going to have to deal with a lot as a kid because they remember they were telling you a lot about how to avoid lightning and how to get out of quicksand. I'm like yeah. in Missouri. And, you know, what happens if you're on fire? Stop, drop and roll, oh, yeah. which I thought stop, drop and roll. You could figure yourself out of any situation. Just stop, dropping and rolling out of it. 
Not so much. We have another hour on the way this Friday show, folks. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana Show back after this. Gas prices aren't down because of Biden. It's due to plummeting demand because people can't afford it. Businesses are figuring out how to leave Taiwan if China invades. And a sigh of relief in Missouri. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Think about energy security. If we really want to be nationally secure, we should be energy secure. And that doesn't just mean oil and gas. That means increasing our ability to deploy clean energy. So we're not so reliant upon the volatility of fossil fuels. So that means the tax, uh, the tax credit provisions mm-hmm. in this uh, deal will incentivize the deployment of all kinds That's of clean energy. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Solar, yes, but also... Geothermal, no, it's not. nuclear, and there's a whole array of zero-carbon technologies that will be incentivized, and it's very good news. That's Jennifer Granholm, our energy uh. secretary, ladies and gentlemen. This, except it's not It's not how it works. It's not going to be like that. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Friday. Um, no, that is not. Ex- I mean, she's, she's talking about the climate stuff in the bill. We were talking about how this is going to be passed because Kristen, sorry, Kirsten, Kirsten, Cinema caving on it the pressure finally got to her finally got to her and we've been unpacking all the garbage that's in this i love how they think we're gonna be spending stuff on evs and propping up an industry that can't survive by itself in the market we're gonna we're gonna be doing we're gonna and it's gonna be great we're gonna spend money on it we're not ever gonna see a dime of that money back you guys remember solyndra remember that the big green energy thing, Solyndra. How much money did we end up giving it? It was like to a couple billion. It was a lot. Did you ever get that back? No. I, I don't think I got that back either. That's uh, interesting. All they did from that back. point was, uh, you know, raise taxes and spend more money. I don't know what they actually spend all the money on. I'm, I mean, it's. I'm pretty sure it's hookers and blow at this point because for the money that we throw at this thing... They just, they're not able to just keep up, catch up, stay with, I, I, yeah, I wonder, does Hunter, does Hunter run it? Is he, is he involved? That, the bill is not green. We've, we've, we've discussed this. There's nothing green about this bill for the love. And hey, you know what? How is that going to go if uh, we get into a battle with China here? 
We have such a weak administration. Here they're cutting ties and everything else. Have you heard anything from Biden? I mean, you'll still send Blinken out. They'll do all this stuff. But you haven't really heard. I mean, he himself doesn't really go out and doesn't really go out and say anything. Hmm. I'm just, I don't know. Very interesting. A few things. So first up, yesterday evening, I was at Texas Gun Experience, had a little fundraiser, range time with some folks in from out of town. Well, a couple of them. Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne had an event and Lauren Bobert was there and Byron Donalds was there and he was in a cowboy hat and everything. We called uh, someone called Florida East Texas. But <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Oh, that's right. Ronnie Jackson. Ronnie Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Ronnie Jackson is hysterical. He's got this book out. And I'm going to get it just for the stories that he was telling. Because we uh, had dinner after the event yesterday. Because I, I like giving money to candidates and not to groups. Because I'm never sure how groups are going to spend it. I'm going to be real with you. Some of these packs out there are grifter McGriftersons. Yes, even some of the Republicans, ladies and gents. So I like just, you know, giving money to candidates if they need ad buys and do all this stuff because that's, you know, you're funding, you're help funding the battle to win a seat in your republic. He's hysterical. And I learned, you know what I, what I didn't fully realize? Get this. So when, when members of Congress, you're all going to follow, maybe you all knew this. I can't believe I didn't know. I figured it, it was they, there were some dues involved, but I didn't know this. So Kane and I were just, because Kane was there last night, and we could not get over what we were hearing. So how it works is members of Congress, it's dependent on how safe their district is, really, and the appointments that they have on various committees. They have to have an assessment with the party every cycle and pay a due, pay dues, basically. And it could be a couple hundred thousand dollars. It could be a million something dollars. The self-funders, like the people like the Pelosi's, they just buy their, they just buy their seats. Because if you go for like a chairman, you go, if, I can't even imagine what it is for speaker. A chairman position is like a million. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah, you you basically buy your your seat, your chairman's seat on a committee or something like that. No joke, that's what it is because you and you you have to raise funds for it or you just basically that's why everybody's always raising money even when they're in an off cycle because they got to pay that assessment. Did you all know that that it was up to that extent? No. Now, I get that I understand people like Ronnie Jackson, they're in I guess districts like plus 33. I saw some uh, poor, sad Karen trying to, like, drum up outrage and get fundraise off him and run against him. But he's in a plus 33 district, Karen. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> and so he goes out and he raises money. He's considered a safe seat. So those, the, all the assessment cash, you know, when you hear that the, the Republican uh, Congressional Campaign Committee or, or whatever, that they, they, they give uh, money to certain candidates— in their election battles, he goes helps goes out and raise money, and he'll get some money for his for his election. 
But they have to dump more money into like Van Dyne's race, Texas 24, because that Democrats dropped 17 million on her last election. 17 million dollars. So that's a competitive seat because it's a purple district. And so they got to spend more money on those areas and they need the folks who are in the safer districts to do the do some fundraising. Now, her her uh, assessments, depending on your size, your all that stuff. I think that obviously they're different from Jackson's. I, I mean, it's just really set up so weird, you know. But it was really interesting to see the crunch that they're always under. It's just never ending. So that's like the two millionth and 47th reason why I would never run for office, because you basically have to go out and panhandle the whole time to pay that. But I but I see how they spend the money because then they'll allocate it to the races that are super competitive. That's why people get mad when you have safe seats that are put in jeopardy by stupid candidates. And then you're like, well, I'll be damn. You know, we we budgeted for having like this many competitive races. And now we got to go over here to, you know, runs his McMouth and deal with this. So I get it. Anyway, so we were at this event and they asked to take a photo. And everybody was like, everybody had been shooting in the lines. They asked to take a photo. So we, you know, took a photo, all of us. Is, I was the only person who's not a member of Congress that shall stay that way. And I was just there because I was emceeing. Took a photo and we put it up on the internet. You know, that little safe haven the, that's called the internet. And Twitter lost its flipping mind. I really have a huge problem with people who have stupid reactions to the mere presence of a firearm. I consider those people to be dangerous. It's like having a freak out if you see a car. You know how many cars kill people? Oh, my gosh. I know people driving them, but let's go with the story for a second. Oh, my gosh. Ah! It's the same thing. I can't, I cannot deal with it. It's just so, I just, it's just a, a un, irrational reaction. And so we put this up and people, they just lost their minds. Oh my gosh. The guy who directed Rise of the Guardians, he even, I, I'm like, who was you? What a, we even, he made a remark. And he goes, the, the, he goes, that big Uvalde energy, the one with the gun is the first to run. And I go, because everyone else is banned from having them. Yeah. I mean, he is, and, and he's like, you're cheerleading for more killers. Peter Ramsey, who is you, dude? I'm, I was going to say something mean about him, but I figured him having to be Peter Ramsey is probably mean enough, so I don't need to add to his misery. But it's just, I mean... He is a mess. These, it's like these people are unhinged. Oh, you're Taliban. You're fascist. I refuse to cave to this progressive mindset that you can't post any photos of yourself at the range or hunting or anything else or even with the firearm that you like because they're going to have a visceral reaction. Get redacted bent. No, we're not doing that. I think they're trying to condition everybody to feel freaked out if they see a gun. They're trying to condition you to feel like this. You know, the first thing I look at is the trigger discipline in any picture of someone holding a gun. The way you guys are holding, look at that, look at that awesome trigger discipline right there. Just notice how, how Byron Donald's 50 cal is literally bigger than Lauren Boebert. Right. If you're, you're, those of you who are listening to the show oh, across cal. the country and not watching the simulcast, 
I had lobbied for Bobert to hold the 50 cal. It's 40 pounds. Man, I want she to, made a good effort, but her press guy was like, it looks ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm just, it's, and he's like, I don't want to be, he's like, I didn't want to be funny. He was, I love their young guys, the young press guys. They're funny. But I wanted to see her hold it because I i mean, it's literally <laughs> taller than her. I'm not even exaggerating. She's the most diminutive person I've ever seen. Um, I, and, and it was, it was a fun time, but yeah, that, and that's sweet. That thing is sweet, but, Gosh, um, I do want two of them. They, it was, it was a fun, I mean, it was a fun, it was a fun evening and the people freaking out. I'm just like, what is your, what is your damage? Yeah, remember when Newsom was flagging his camera guy and then, you know, when Rittenhouse's prosecutors were, you know, flag, you know, flagging the entire jury, these leftists never say anything when the goal is to talk negatively about guns. Even though their trigger discipline and the way that they're holding it is completely asinine. Mm. Yeah. Oh, completely. I, I, and this, and you, you have these people like, oh, well, this good guy with a gun BS doesn't mean anything. Well, listen here, um, you old man, you old angry man. Listen here. First off, you have the Gun Free School Zones Act, which has maintained that every school zone is a gun free area since 1990. Number one. Number two, two and a half million annual defensive gun usages every single year, as noted by numerous crime reports, state, local, and federal. And number three, this idea that an animate object is something that turns someone into a killer is one of the stupid, mo dumbest, most myopic things I've ever heard. And no real person that has more than one brain cell to rub together, unless they want to betray their true intelligence to the public, should never say anything like this. Because it's just stupid. These people have got to stop. Oh, man. So we've got... So that happened yesterday. So I had to share that with you. Because you might have seen me get a little sassy on the on the Twitters earlier because I just don't have no pay it's Friday and I don't have no patience you know what I mean I don't have no patience for it coming up we have a lot to get into still because we've got to discuss some of the green stuff uh, because they're gonna they're pushing this so hard in this climate change bill hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech Hmm, I cannot imagine anything more horrific. It's also funny. <sighs> Disney visitors got stuck on the It's a Small World ride. Now, you remember It's a Small World got completely politically corrected, right? Do they even, are you, they even allowed to show you any of the other parts of the world? I'm just wondering because I'm sure someone would say it's appropriation. They said that these tourists got stuck on the It's a Small World ride and puppets sang at them for an hour. I love they sang at them. What did he do? Well, he sang at me. They said it was a nightmarish moment 
They were trapped for over an hour. It broke down. The miniature robots of children from different countries continued to sing at them for an hour. And they said it was terrifying. I think it's hysterical. And it sounds like a movie. It's like Five Nights at Freddy's, though. You know what I mean? It, it sounds like a Five Nights at Freddy's thing where the puppets come alive. and it, Except this time it's like little kid puppets from all around the world. And I'm just saying that might, might, might be something I'd go see. More Americans are going hungry and it costs more to feed them because inflation. I've been reading, by the way, I've been reading all of these stories about food pantries that are running dry, etc. There was a survey conducted by the Urban Institute. They call it food insecurity. And I don't even know what, why is that a phrase? People are just going hungry. Why can't you just say that? Why do you got to doll it up with some kind of stupid, like, you know, boardroom speak? Stop. People hungry. And it said apparently it's been falling sharply in 2021. It rose to the same level this June. What did you think that the that inflation was not going to increase that number? I want to know how this works. A, an inmate used hemorrhoid cream to open a hole in a jail window, according to an affidavit. Sedgwick County District Court. It was at their their county jail, and it was just in July. 22-year-old Dustin Burnett was arrested and charged with two counts of official misconduct after officials say that he saw inmates break the window and get contraband but did not stop or tell anybody. Now, they said that there was, uh, you know, they were everybody was like talking to the to the guards, etc., and everybody's telling on everybody else, but apparently he was able to get contraband in the jail the guy because he lit hemorrhoid cream on fire and melted the plastic in the window. You can do that? I didn't it's like a flammable thing what doesn't that okay just like you know sidebar between that it's, doesn't that kind of like defeat the purpose right. you would think right i don't know like i've got questions what kind of cream are they using here i'm just this like special prison cream like what is this anyway so they got in trouble i just i'm still trying to like work out that chemistry in my head okay uh, a study found that acupuncture could actually help i don't believe help cure diabetes, but they said help prevent it. Uh, they said that they've been studying people's glucose levels researchers for this study, and it was uh, type 2 diabetes. Interesting. We have more to come. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana Show back after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. In light of all of these developments uh, and the evolving circumstances on the ground, I want to make an announcement today that I will be declaring a public health emergency on monkeypox. Um, okay. 
That's uh, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra saying monkeypox, ladies and gentlemen, is a public health emergency in the United States. Everyone needs to do their part, Kane. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon. Everyone, sir, needs to do their part to stop the monkeypox. Sure, everybody? Yes. Every? Everybody needs to stop the monkeypox. Every it is a public health emergency for the public. Every it's an emergency. Single American is what yes, you think? that is right. Do you want to get the monkeypox? It doesn't sound right, though, to me. Why is that, reason. sir? I don't know. I just looked at the data, and it seems to affect those who engage in man on man relations. Like, like friendships? Mm, okay. Sure. We'll say friendships. And You're a man that has man friends. I do. But I'm in that 2%. Oh. Not the 98% that it actually affects. Why are you such a bigot? I'm not sure that's what I was doing. See, it's the bigotry, ladies and gentlemen, that's causing huh. the monkey poxes to oh. spread. I'm learning every day. It's the same. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's why it's for the public. We want to make sure that people don't feel bad. Okay, let's just like, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Shh, shh, shh. This is just between us, right? This is a hold up for a second. We want to make sure that people don't feel bad about being shamed for promiscuous behavior. So it has to be everybody. Everybody. We call everybody promiscuous because if we call the promiscuous people who are being promiscuous, you know, the, the demo for this spread of this virus, then that's mean and it hurts people's feelings, Kane. And we all know that the only thing worse than death is hurting your feelings. So they were happy shutting people in their homes, shutting down businesses, restricting travel, forcing masks and vaccines for a virus that had a 99% survival rate. But this, which has clearly all the data to mm. show who it affects, how bad it actually is, and they're not willing to give them the instructions necessary to prevent or to stop this spread that's right that's right sir. i don't They're, we're gonna have to wear masks is that a bigoted mm -hmm. position of mine that i'm we're, not understanding we're gonna have to you're gonna have to wear a mask because of the monkey pox king that's i i know <laughs> are you are you i mean i'm just that's just the that's just the logic of our uh over overlords i mean our government it's the it's their logic i know we're having a little fun with this but honestly I'm, no we're not we're being completely <clears throat> serious about this king I'm sir not. I'm clearly not. But the uh, the government here, all they care about is having emergency powers. Like, this is what they live on. And declaring a health emergency for the entire country for this particular thing as we go into midterms looks like a big distraction to me. Well, and, yeah. And a big power grab. Of course it is. But here's the thing. I mean, you, how are you necessitate? How would they, anybody necessitate a grab for more power and th through this you know, a classification of emergency when you're not telling people to stop it. I mean, can we just be real frank, no pun intended for a moment? <laughs> because stop having like promiscuous gay sex and it stops the spread for it's the most part. It's like the government wants it to keep going, which is really weird. I mean, there were people who had to bury their parents like, or they didn't get to actually bury their parents. They had to, I mean, I, I, a friend of mine wasn't even there when her father passed away because of this thing. 
She had to watch him from behind a glass partition at a hospital. And he, he like passed away right in front of her and she couldn't be with him. And I had other, other friends who lost parents who they could not, I, I mean, a, 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 some friends of ours, only the husband could go to the funeral. The wife couldn't go to the funeral of the parent. And so he had to grieve without his, his, his wife and kids there for one of his parents because they had limitations on it. Everybody had to do this, but you can still have your, your fetish and sex festivals in San Francisco. And then you're surprised when you get like thousands of more cases of this. But you can't tell anybody to stop whoring around because that's what it is. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, although it seems to be affecting the, the gay promiscuous sex like 99%. Yeah, so stop whoring around. It's very simple. And over the last couple of years, Don't you, be promiscuous. Were, you were considered a super spreader if you just didn't have a mask. You were considered sick. So until proven it's healthy. Bas- it's like a, it's basically, it, it, I mean, it seems like an STD. They won't even come out and say it because they're so terrified. The government is so damn woke. They're more afraid of, of hurting the feelings or risking the wrath of the alphabet people. You, do, do they realize that the alphabet people were some of the people that got shut down in lockdown too? They were also shut down and that they also lost jobs in the lockdown and, and all that stuff. They realize that, right? Does anyone that has brain cells... Do they not look at this and be like, wait a minute, you feel like you're pandering to me. Do you not look at this and see that at your own at, the, at like your the, a demo, the risk of, a, of that demo? Biden's out there. Monkeypox is a public health emergency. He, I, one of the reasons that they're declaring that, too, is because they want access to money to spend on it. We've got to we've got to figure out how this is spreading so fast. So you're paying people to go to like the the fetish festivals and. Like, watch? Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what do you mean? You know how it happens, right? If you don't, then maybe someone up in the White House can explain it to you. But you really need to be spending, like, millions and millions and millions of dollars? Just stop it. Just stop it. You don't need to uh, uh, constantly. Just quit. I mean, we're paying twice, basically, for a gallon of gas, more so than we were two years ago. It's a virus that it's it's spread by people whoring around. Yeah. And so now it, what gets me is that so in 2020, you know, all those like weird the, the festivals and the fetish festivals and all that stuff. They were canceled during the coronavirus lockdown. Public emergency. But this is a public emergency and they literally are spreading through promiscuous sexual activity and that's not being canceled yeah i i mean it's just oh well we don't want to stigmatize stigmatize what the fact that if you whore around you might get an std i mean juan is dying juan i'm so sorry dude i'm so sorry i feel like he's like so pure and innocent and we're (laughs) we're like talking about this stuff can we just like wrap him up in some bubble wrap and like put put like cans on his ears so he can't hear us i just i feel like we got to protect him at all costs he's over here dying he's like the youngest person on the team and he's he's like oh my gosh i just like what in the world is wrong that we have to talk this plainly about stuff gee it's like it's a base it's a virus that's spreading through promiscuous sexual activity maybe stop the promiscuous sexual activity that's stigmatizing. No, it's telling you you're going to get this virus if you keep doing 
the, the sexual promiscuous behavior if you keep engaging in it. You're stigmatizing me. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to get it? Because you're talking like you do. We need to have a public emergency. This person doesn't want to stop risking the, to get the virus. That we got to spend millions of dollars because people don't want to stop engaging in this behavior that is risking their contraction of this virus. we got to spend millions of dollars. Public health emergency. But it's a willful choice at this point. It's not like you go to the grocery store and you pick up an apple and you're like, well, damn, I got the monkeypox. That's not how this happens. It doesn't happen that way. I'm, dude, I don't know. You have, what is, how many days do you have? How many deaths do you have from fentanyl? I'm curious. Like, if you compare the fentanyl fatalities to the monkeypox fatalities. Oh, we don't care about the druggies. Screw them. We're not even going, we're not going to say nothing. It's like, I'm surprised they have, actually haven't seized on that. Does it have to be specifically like a virus? Here's Biden. He says, quote, he tweeted this out. And by he, I mean not him. I remain committed to our monkeypox response. I can't believe this is ramping up vaccine distribution, expanding testing, educating at-risk communities. He goes, "That's, that's why today's public health emergency declaration on the virus is critical to confronting this outbreak with the urgency it warrants. Uh, so there, what tools do you need to fight it? Golly, are you trying to be Freudian? Reuters, we're going to have more tools to fight the disease. I feel like I'm butthead right now. You said tools. Well, yeah, that's kind of part of it. I, it's midterm pox is what it is. That's really what it is. It's midterm pox at this point. Jiminy Christmas. I can't. It's it, Guys, this is just so, it's so silly. Just stop it. Now, I want to also touch on the story that I've been seeing these photos coming out of New York. New York City and elsewhere. And Eric Adams, you know, he's always like, oh, we got the best, you know, opportunities in the, in the nation, etc. All this stuff. And. He and Muriel Bowser have been enraged because, well, they weren't mad when the Biden administration was sending midnight flights to these areas. And there's video and there are photographs of this. It has been confirmed. They've even said they've said it, but they act like it wasn't done in secret. It totally was. They weren't mad when they were doing that. But but Greg Abbott sends like 50 migrants in a couple of buses up, 50 illegal immigrants up in a bus at Port Authority. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you're taking all our resources. So there are these photos of people just overwhelming some of these some of these centers. And they I mean. Where where was this piece at? Because I had this I saw this piece earlier. This is the D.C. one. D.C. Mayor Bowser called the uh, the illegal entrance bust to D.C. a, quote, humanitarian crisis. It's playing out at this D.C. hotel where families are being housed. Some sleeping in the alleys. They plead for help. Uh, but, I mean, give me your tired and your poor and your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, though. Why do you hate on, why do you hate on, I feel like that SpongeBob mean. Why do you hate undocumented workers? Why do you, I, because now they're all mad about it. Man, listen to this, though. Greg Abbott goes, they can receive the abundance of city services and housing that Mayor Eric Adams has boasted about. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, man. He said it's an ideal destination. I agree. Oh, but Eric Adams is so mad. Don't be a bigot. Don't be xenophobic, Eric Adams. Don't be such a xenophobe. Do you know in June alone, 240,991 illegal immigrants were caught at the border. Six of them were legit on a terror watch list. And not everybody, keep in mind that it's not everyone is from Mexico or even South America. I mean, they were, one of the people coming in was, I think he was, wasn't one of the guys that was on the terror watch list, like Palestinian, or not Palestinian, um, uh, he was from the Middle East. He wasn't even from like South America or, or you know, Central, or, or Mexico, anywhere else. He, I'm just like, how, wait, that's kind of a trip. That's a haul. The largest groups to come through are single adults. They make up 68% of the crossings. Single adults. So that kind of flies in the face of what you hear, that it's like families who are seeking... No, it's not. Stop it. It's not. It's... I mean, they're just getting to see the results of their policies in real time. That's what this is. Don't forget about that Statue of Liberty inscription. You can't do that. By the way, speaking of Eric Adams, real quick, before we go to break here, I was reading the story this morning of this 53-year-old criminal named Harold Gooding. He's been busted for so many, like, he's he raids these stores, like targets and that, and he's got a, over 100 arrests for repeat raids on stores. They can't keep him behind bars because of their lax bail laws. He's got 15 convictions, 14 failures to show, he is number one on NYPD's repeat offender list, and they cannot keep him behind bars because of the lax bail laws. He keeps being released. This is stuff I'm talking about. But hey, you know what, Eric Adams, this and all your other policies, go ahead. You know, honestly, if I was, even if I was like, coming, if I was coming to the United States, I don't even know that I'd want to go to New York with the crime and that kind of stuff. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where does the radical left's beliefs on sex and gender come from? Pastor Alan Jackson explains. We had a sexual revolution, and then we implement birth control, which was going to eliminate unwanted pregnancy. There would be no unwanted pregnancies. There would be no abortion. Immorality doesn't, that's not how that plays. The further we came from a biblical view of sexuality, the higher the abortion rates come. Let's put it this way. They wanted orgasms without responsibility. Subscribe to Culture and Christianity, an Alan Jackson podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. All right, I got a couple quick stories here for you. Florida rapper Spottom Gotham was arrested after a Miami jet ski ca- jet ski chase. This is like uh, straight out of Tiger King. A uh, Florida rapper was arrested by police after a jet ski chase in Miami. Nehemiah Harden, also known as Spottom Gotham, was arrested after an officer 
spotted a black and orange sea-doo jet ski in a restricted zone with posted signs. The 19-year-old started doing S-type turns near anchored boats. An officer tried to get his attention to conduct a traffic stop, but Harden then looked at the officer and sped off in his jet ski, swerving through anchored boats and swimmers near the area. That's super dangerous. They tried to stop him using lights and sirens. He wouldn't stop. He continued to ride away. But they eventually got him, and he was arrested by Miami police. He was booked on several charges, including eluding law enforcement, reckless operation of a boat, etc. You're not going to be able to get away on a jet ski. It's not. Have you seen Tiger King? I'm just saying, like, it's not going to happen. All right. A man got into a fight with his own girlfriend at Disney and knocked his own damn baby out of the stroller. This, <laughs> man, I don't even know. He was arrested, totally. It was the Walt Disney World Resort. Matthew Johnston is the man who was arrested, and he was accused of punching his girlfriend in the chest. He was drunk, apparently, according to witnesses. They were arguing, he hit her, and he knocked the baby out of the stroller when he grabbed it to take it away from her. He's so arrested. Don't be that guy ever. Man, alive. Don't even get a Disney. Stick with us. We got another hour on the way. Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who are breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app. The Dana Show. All these environmentalists do more to the environment than the people who've discovered safe ways to extract oil and gas. Shut up, Nancy, with your EV. If you are too political to be honest about what caused the increase in energy prices, then I'm going to assume that you're too damn political to actually want to figure a way out of it. They don't want to look like they bear any responsibility for any of the decisions that they make. The Dana Show. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is Jeez, I can't even play the whole thing. Good grief. First off, welcome back to the show. That got your heart rate up, right? Happy Friday. Dana Lash here with you. Third hour of the program. Uh, why? Why? Why do that? Why? She's about to have her backside handed to her in her primary. She's going up against Harriet Hageman who has a 22-point lead on her. And her ultimate goal, and I said this a lo- I said this years ago, that Liz Cheney wants to run for higher office. And back before she got all this, I think she may have had a chance. But now, I... I've never seen anyone so committed to self-sabotage in my life. She's created a mess for herself in her state. She's blown off voters. 
the the Republicans that have been wanting to talk to her about stuff, you know, and the trying to, you know, because they understand that she doesn't like Trump and they were trying to build some kind of, you know, bridge at least so that they can have a, some kind of working relationship. And she doesn't even want to do that. She has staked out everything. And I think she gambled too early. She's, she stuck out everything on being the non-Trump. And I've just never seen such bad strategy before. And then she has her dad do this ad. Dick Cheney does this ad. He has harsher words for Trump than he ever did for Obama. I, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We're so, and, and this whole thing, well, he tried to do it with violence and all this stuff. What? I mean, if that's what he really thinks, he needs to shuffle onto an old folks home because that's not the reality of the situation. Don't sit here and gaslight us. We saw all the same stuff that he saw. There's a difference between Trump being upset if he didn't win, maybe being upset that he didn't win, or doing what Cheney just said there, which wasn't done. That's just the, you know what, that actually inflames. That's insightful. That's inciting. And to sit here, well, he was trying to do, he didn't try to do it, but you want to know who did, though? Dick Cheney? And you never had any words for them? Out of all this, all this time, and through all these years, I didn't see one video about Dick Cheney condemning the abuse of the FISA courts. I didn't see one video from Dick Cheney condemning the members of the FBI that were involved in editing emails to hide the fact that Carter Page was a CIA asset against Russia because they were trying to accuse him of being in collusion with Russia and they needed to edit that inconvenient truth out. Never. And they, one of them got, got, uh, got, well, he was taken to court and he was convicted. Never got a video from Dick Cheney on that. Never saw any kind of video on that from him. Never saw Liz Cheney call for any kind of special commission to look into that. They've allowed their hatred. And it's not Trump. I want you to realize he's an avatar. I know that people, and I'm not saying this to be like mean or disrespectful. This is not about Trump. This is not about Trump. He is an avatar for the voter. That's what he is. And you have these people in the establishment GOP. I know because I have fought with these people and their handlers and everything else for years. This reminds me of when the Tea Party first started. I was on that very first call and I we had one of the first rallies that the that that first week in was in January. It's cold. And I remember the this the reaction of the establishment. They had no idea what to think of this because they've never seen people who think like us in the streets like this. They'd never seen this. And, and before this, I used to go and crash protests all the time. Never saw a lot of conservatives out there. That just wasn't, you know, people are busy working. I wouldn't think. After this, though, and part of that, it wasn't just dissatisfaction with Obama. Uh, I was 
be critical of No Child Left Behind because of the standards and federalization of education and curriculum. Too, too big to fail. The Wall Street. I mean, we were critical before Obama, and that was when W was in office. He seemed like a nice guy, but I was very, I was critical of some of his policies. And they, we were very loud about it because we were really fed up. And I just remember the establishment just kind of like, oh, whatever, these people. Like we were, oh, the, the, the dirty unwashed masses. It was weird. And then when we got in the streets and then the Tea Party became a force, the, the, rea- the reaction of the establishment was bizarre. So at first they ignored us. Then they tried to uh, kiss up. We'd have these rallies. I can't tell you. I've named some of them in the past. Some of these lawmakers who were in office would come up and they would ask to speak. Well, the rallies weren't for the, law, the, the lawmakers to speak. The rallies were for, like, the precinct chair who's in the streets, who's, who's, who's seen what's happening uh, with voter turnout and this and that, speaking to the people, telling them what they need. Our response was always that you're the lawmakers. You need to listen to what these people are saying. And then they got mad at us when they couldn't co-opt us. Later, they ended up, that's one of the reasons I left, they ended up doing that. But they fought with us. They thought that we were rubes, that there is a certain way that you do politics and a certain way that you electioneer and a certain way that you get out the vote. They, and I'm just, I, and I don't mean to insult people who are members of country clubs, but they had a very buttoned up country club approach to it. Okay. Not everybody has that. And they really, it took them a long time to figure out how to work with grassroots people. And it wasn't until grassroots singularly delivered Republicans that shellacking victory in midterm election that gave them the House. It wasn't until that, it took that much before they were like, oh, wow. Then we started replacing them in Senate and, and House of Representatives with grassroots candidates. That's how the Mike Lees and the Ted Cruz's got in there and a bunch of other people. But there was always that establishment faction that I felt always kind of harbored some resentment. They think that, that Washington should go their way. This is how it's always done. This is how you do it. It's maintaining status quo. Well, status quo has got us to this situation where Republicans spend as much as Democrats. Status quo has gotten us into this situation where Republicans compromise as much as Democrats. We're done with it. So we were replacing all their friends. And then Trump came along. Trump was chosen by voters to be a fist in the air towards everything that they had endured up to that point. They had been let down by Republicans. The establishment insisted that Romney run in 2012. I, all these people that like try to yell at about the establishment, I think I probably, I, the establishment tried to get me fired when I was the token conservative at CNN. So I know exactly how the establishment works. They insisted, oh, you got to go with Romney. I did not like Romney. Oh, man, the establishment hated me for it. And he lost. So we were done. We were done with all this garbage. We were done with it. And so that's how Trump came about. And when he won, they were not expecting that. 
I really don't think that the establishment were. Democrats surely weren't. And so that brings us to this point. They, it's like they're trying, they think that the way to get their grip back on control of the party is to be mean-spirited and yell and lecture, at, and le- lecture everybody. That's all these people have done, and I'm so damn tired of it. If I wanted to know what a cranky-ass old man in the woods was saying, I would go and ask, you know, like a grandpa, you know, one of the, one of the older men in our family. I, wouldn't be, I don't need to hear from Dick Cheney. I don't need to hear progressive talking points from Dick T- Cheney. I don't need to see people clown themselves in their twilight years to save the, you know, the, the uh, dying campaign of their offspring that treats all these seats like legacy positions. That really disappointed me because I, I was always kind of ambivalent about Dick Cheney. I didn't dislike him. I wasn't, you know, a stan, but I didn't dislike him. Well, this has altered that. That's just uncalled for because they think that they're just strictly, they think that they're just going to Trump. You're not. You're actually trying to impugn the characters of everybody who voted for him. You're, you're saying deplorable without saying it. I, I just, it was very, it's disappointing to see people debase themselves in the manner that Dick Cheney has and others. Was it worth it? You've lost your, your, your you know, political legacy chances here and a congressional seat. Was it worth it? We have this whole thing. We've been, because I, Hageman, I was looking at this, 22 points ahead. And she's, Cheney's never going to go far. She's never going to get higher office after this. This is not going to happen. I still just cannot get over this ad. That's the craziest damn thing. I cannot get over this ad. (sighs) I just don't trust people who can't hunt. (laughs) True. Yeah, I just, I mean, I've never shot anybody in the head before. I'm just saying. Something I guess he has in common with Alec Baldwin. Uh, This, well, am I wrong? I'm just not going to be lectured by people. I'm not saying anything mean. How dare you acknowledge something we all know and is public information? I'm playing that game. We've got, I'm not, I'm not. You You can take your shush and elsewhere. You can. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year. And some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I'm trying to get... (sighs) Wall Street Journal. The latest beauty trend is looking sweaty. So, this is called... It's called the dewy look. D-E-W-Y. The dewy look. And you're supposed to, like, if... Your skin's supposed to look dewy, but it, you do look legit sweaty. Like the wet hair and the sweat. I mean, you look sweaty. It, it looks sweaty. And I'm just adoring this Wall Street Journal piece because they're like wet hair, wet meets sweat hair and makeup styles. And they, I, it is, it's a thing. It really, I think it's actually healthier for your skin, to be honest, because you're not putting a ton of powder and all that matte stuff on it. 
but I just I just couldn't get over that. It's looking sweaty. France has lifted COVID entry restrictions for travelers finally. They became the latest country in Europe to get rid of these pandemic entry pandemic era entry restrictions for visitors. So tourists going to France now no longer need to provide proof of vaccination for that doesn't work or a negative coronavirus test. Not even a negative test. It's like more so than some other places, according to the U.S. Embassy in France. So that's actually good. Meanwhile, Turks and Caicos still demands that you have all these shots and everything else, even though it doesn't prevent anything. Uh, Let's see here. California. Golly. Their crime rate astronomically high the the drug use is rampant and so they decide to pass a bill to allow more open air drug sites despite the fact that the disastrous first attempt that they made to do this in san francisco it's already now closing it's uh, senate bill 57 gavin newsom signed it into office uh, or signed onto office signed it into effect a couple of days ago It's going to allow for state-run, taxpayer-funded drug sites. I'll say it again. Taxpayer-funded drug sites to pop up in Oakland, L.A., and San Francisco. Addicts, it's BYOD, bring your own drugs, and use clean state-provided drug needles and other drug paraphernalia. So, yeah. Crack, oh my gosh. They said the the Tenderloin Linkage Center is set to close. This is in San Francisco because they had a disastrous pilot year. They said they only reached like one in every 1,000 addicts in the city and caused lines of people shooting up outside and tons of crime. And people, you're really shocked by this? Damn. Uh, Lyme disease epidemic in rural America. There's a question being asked. This tick-borne illness has caused, has, has cases skyrocketing 357% in parts of rural America. It said over the last 15 years from 07 to 21, insurance claims for Lyme disease diagnosis exploded by 350, 357% in rural areas. Now, typically it's like woods and tall grassy areas, but urban communities are seeing an, an increase in this as well, 65%. So, I mean, that's crazy. I don't feel, I feel like we don't know enough about that, the Lyme disease stuff. We really don't. Stick with us. We got more in store back after this. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter over at Substack, Chapter, and Verse. All kinds of good stuff up there you don't want to miss. This, um, we've been talking about a number of things. Uh... The situation with China and, of course, the economic numbers still coming in. I was pulling in some of the stuff we were mentioning earlier. The jobs that they keep saying that are added, it's kind of interesting because the jobs that are being added, one of the things I was reading is that it's actually people who uh, already had jobs that are getting jobs. Like that 528000 of this uh is this Wall Street Journal? This is Wall Street Journal piece. This the story of five hundred twenty thousand jobs in July, but the labor participation rate fell, so that essentially means that the people who had jobs got another job. That's what that means. You know why? Because wages are collapsing. You know why? 
because inflation is insane and people's dollar doesn't stretch as as far as it usually does. That's what's happening. They're like they're like trumpeting this as like it's some great thing and it's not. You got to look read between the lines. I mean, this is. I was looking at um, the average hourly earnings growth. Man, 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 man. It's it's just a mess. You know, if we had a strong labor market and we didn't have crazy inflation, one job would do it. So this idea that Biden's done such a great job creating jobs. He hasn't created any jobs. Yeah, and his keynotes, the labor participation rate is still lower than what it was before. I mean, he labor participation rate is still lower than 2019. He has not created a single job. And the jobs that have been, quote unquote, created, these are jobs that have been restored, not created, because people were locked out of them during the pandemic and the shutdown. So that, that's, it's silly. This is, the, this is semantics. So all these jobs, people are getting other jobs. That's, that's the story of it. I, it's the same semantics as saying wage growth, because obviously inflation kills wage growth, and we have negative wage growth because of it. So when he goes out there and says, oh, people are, people's wages are up, no, that's semantics, because you're not talking about reality. Yeah. They said of that 528,000 number, 303,000, they sent that, that was part-time work. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. So this is not, the New York Times was like, oh, well, we should expect job growth to slow down in July because, you know, Fed's pushing, you know, we're trying to control inflation. The labor force participation rate is 62%. That's, that it fell, it fell to 62%. So the new jobs went to the people who had the jobs. Oh man, tell you what, you can't, you, you can't fake this stuff. You can't fake people out with this stuff. It's just that you can't do it. It's not something that you can do. You cannot fake them out. They feel it. They feel it. They're just gonna, the, the, it's just gonna make the, uh, election at this point it's just how many seats we're going to win in the house it, it it that's you know that's if we don't get blown up by china maybe or get into a war with china who the hell knows you know who knows i just the whole thing with china cutting the diplomatic ties it's their they're taking their ball and going home they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna it's like the the diplomatic sort of angry beijing silent treatment so they said this is uh, from AP, how they said they were canceling or suspending dialogue with the U.S. on a range of issues from climate change to mil- change to military relations, anti-drug efforts. Yeah, I really, you know, really, really the, to cl- about climate change. Can I just start there for a second? You're going to going to stop having conversations with the people that pollute the most. Yeah, OK. Or. The they said drug on drug anti drug efforts. Where's all our fentanyl coming from? Okay, that's right. I really don't think we're missing out much. We're not we're not missing out on much. look. Here's the thing: people are upset in China over the lockdowns. I read just like Wuhan was locked down again, just like last week. People are mad because Xi Jinping keeps locking everybody down constantly. 
They do not have an economy for anything other than than blustery talk. That's it. Now, it doesn't change their desperation. I just think that they're in it. I think they're in a different position than Japan was at the onset of World War II. But this administration, there's such a thing as peace through strength. Like I was saying, with Trump, I kind of like the idea that other world leaders thought he was just crazy enough that he'd press that red button. I kind of like that, right? Like they don't want to they don't want to tick off that crazy dude in DC. He's nuts. I kind of like that that was the international impression. Cuz they kind they piped down after that. Now the response when Anthony Blinken is asked about this stuff, I'm telling you that's when you bring out the easel. That's when you have a staffer hand you one of those collapsible pointers. And then you have someone bring you out a big old picture of something getting blown up. And you put it on the easel. And you point to the easel with the collapsible pointer. And you say, that's what will happen. Right there. Do you have any questions? No, that's not escalation. It's, it's de-escalating something. By saying, if you F.A. and F.O., it's going to be real bad for you. So stop it. You're the only person doing this. What did we get out of her visit to Taiwan? I mean, maybe I should rephrase that. What did she get out of her visit to Taiwan? Like, I know we're all supposed to be like, yay, that's great that she went. She's got more. I know there's some of our Republican friends that say this, but I'm, you know, I'm just asking. Um, I mean, I know it was about supporting democracy, but those are words. What did we get out of it? That's how I, that's what we should look at everything. It's not, you're, and it's not bad. The, the, our country, we deal with our interest. What did we get out of it? Hmm? I mean, did we, I'm just wondering what, I'm not being mean and I'm not discounting the visit. I believe Taiwan's its own sovereign entity. But I'm just curious what we, what, what was gained? Was it worth it? I would like to think that the chip shortage situation was, you know, there were some remedies discussed there, but we don't really know. I don't know how to answer your question, honestly. We don't even have a transcript for um, Biden's call with Xi Jinping, do we? I don't think we do. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah, we don't even. We don't even have that. So, supporting democracy—that's great. That's great. We love supporting democracy. Did it help Taiwan? Or did they put Taiwan in a more vulnerable vulnerable position? I'm just I'm asking questions because that's what I do. Question everything. I that remains to be seen, I guess. I keep I saw this story yesterday. Let me pull this up. Because here we were talking about uh midterm pox and everything else. There was this story that came out. I think Fox even had it. It said China could invade Taiwan before the 2024 U.S. presidential election. That would be an interesting way to have the basement grandpa avoid any kind of elections if we're in a state of war and you have emergency power. I'm just just speculating here. St- quit trying to put your tinfoil hat on me, Kane. Thank you. I'm just saying. However, I also think that it would 
I don't think that they 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 really can't do that. That would Xi, Xi Jinping cannot. He loves control more than anything else. He cannot gamble anything that would jeopardize that. Oh, and this totally would. Oh my gosh, it would. I mean, it miscalculations galore. If he would were to gamble and lose, your China China's economy would utterly be destroyed, and it could completely dismantle the Communist Party in China. Completely. They've been there since 1949. Could destroy it utterly. He cannot make that move. It's not to say there aren't other moves that he couldn't make. But it's just, I was reading this thing as to how, even if they were to do anything in Taiwan, any kind of seaborne invasion would be a major risk for them. Because, and this was a piece, he's a uh, foreign policy guy. He's actually, he works on Hong Kong and Taiwan, but with, uh, for UK. And he was saying that, you know, really when you look at the, the way it, the way it is, Taiwan's defense, the sea between, and it's like what, a hundred miles of water there between mainland China and then Taiwan. It's it's rough, and he his name's Charles Parton. Rough water, unpredictable weather for much of the year. It's really rough water right there. There's only a handful of beaches that even make landing sites possible. And then the way the the island shape and the topography actually makes it much easier to defend than to attack. Kind of interesting. But Beijing, even though any kind of invasion or engagement like that with Taiwan, it would obviously be devastating for Taiwan. It would be catastrophic for Beijing. One wrong move, one failure, having a repeat of like Russia and Ukraine, that could bring down the entire Communist Party. They will not risk that. They will not. So it's all bluster. One thing you can always count on is someone's desire for control. When you cannot read them in any other way, know that they will always act in a manner that best preserves their hold on things. Just like a selfish person can always be counted on to act according to their own interests. And so you can predict their behavior. So it's, it would be such a risky gamble. Gosh, I can't even think. Like, to lose out, because China gets 84% of their semiconductor chips, they're imported in, that would, oh my gosh, their economy would be devastated from that alone. Holy cow, that would be, that would be unthinkable. So, I just, um, gosh, the recession would be worse. There's just two, they, they can't gamble it, they can't risk it. They can't risk it. Not to say that they wouldn't, but mm. a few other things I want to hit on, too, as we uh, are wrapping some stuff up this week and rolling ever so close towards November. Mm-mm-mm. I saw this. Um, let me pull this up. Some wokery over at Pajamas Media. So Lucasfilm dropped a trailer for... Andor, I don't even know what this is. What is Andor? Have you been following this? I don't know what the heck it is. It's apparently not, I I don't know. I have friends who say immediately it's not going to do well. 
And they said Disney is getting slammed because a character on the new Star Wars prequel, Andor, was seen carrying an AK-47-style weapon. I'm just sitting back and watching all these people eat at themselves. Because they're mad because it looks like an AK-47, and then they're also mad because they didn't think that that world had AK-47s in it. It's just funny. I, and they've been fighting over it. Someone's like, I was watching the Andor trailer, and isn't that AK-47? Mm-mm. They're mad over it. <sighs> and then they have the, an Andor, that's the Rogue One prequel, by the way. That's why, and they're, so they're, 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 they've always based them on real world stuff. So I don't know what these people are like freaking out over. But let them eat their own. I'm totally fine with that. Let the, let the woke mob eat Disney because Disney deserves it. So I'm just going to sit back and watch. That's all. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You know there's a Golden Girls pop-up restaurant in L.A. Sadly, it's in L.A. I don't know why it wouldn't be in Miami. Why would you not have a Golden Girls pop-up restaurant in Miami? I was reading about this. The, um, I mean, it's a Beverly Hills bistro. Beverly Hills is kind of a... Uh, well, Republican, you know, they have no mask mandate. They've had, I mean, there's Republicans there. They're actually way, that's wild. I know, they're in the middle, like right there in the middle of California, right in, right, right by LA. But um, it's the, called the Golden Girls Kitchen. And it's this bistro in Beverly Hills that was transformed into the set of a 1980s sitcom about four women living in Miami, and it's a working restaurant. The guy who did it, well, actually... There, this is a, this is, there was people who came from Rhode Island just to, they were in Northern California. They went to Beverly Hills just to go to this restaurant. That's some dedication because that's a haul. And this apparently, did you know Disney owns the right to Golden Girls? What? I did. That makes me mad. So they, organizers, apparently they gave them the blessing. So they put all these Easter egg references and the decor and then the menu and, so when they walk in, people are greeted by a bartender at the Shady Pines Bar. That's where Sophia Petrillo, that was her nursing home, Shady Pines. And inside is a replica of the women's kitchen counter. And there's a yellow wall foam. And then you have the recre- recreation of Blanche's bedroom and that banana leaf bedspread and wallpaper. I used to think that stuff was so fancy when my mom watched that show. Anyway, so that's, that's I mean, I wish there was one in Florida. That'd be cool. I don't want to go. Bear. I don't want to go California. But there you have it. All right, today's stupidity, Kane. All right, it would be our energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, once again. Even though roughly eighty percent of the entire country's energy production is based on oil and gas, this is what she decides to say. Think about energy security. If we really want to be nationally secure, we should be energy secure, and that doesn't just mean oil and gas. That means increasing our ability to deploy clean energies. Okay. We were energy independent at one point. We were an exporter of energy as well. Therefore, our security was better. So let's let's stop the crap. That's just stupid. Yeah, I tell you what. Folks, I hope you have a great weekend. We'll get you set up on Monday to roll through another week. Have a great rest of your Friday. God bless. Be back with you Monday.
Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.